This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, September 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump to GOP. Back higher COVID aid. Are farm payments socialist? And USDA sticks to decision despite flaws. Trump tweet raises hopes for COVID deal. On Capitol Hill, there are some signs of life for a big new coronavirus relief package after a presidential tweet yesterday. Trump called on Republicans to support a, quote, much higher level of spending than they have. A number of vulnerable House Democrats are urging the leadership to seek a deal. And a senior Senate Republican, John Cornyn of Texas, told reporters the White House should consider endorsing the bipartisan plan proposed by the Problem Solvers Caucus. It might move us off dead center, Cornyn said. Take note, the Problem Solvers plan calls for at least $1.5 trillion in new spending, and that's too much for many Republicans. Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey said a smaller GOP plan than Democrats blocked last week was at the higher end of what should be passed. The problem solver's proposal includes $25 billion for agriculture assistance. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer issued a statement saying they hope the White House will finally meet us halfway with the bill that is equal to the massive health and economic crisis gripping our nation. But House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson, who met with Pelosi yesterday, tells AgriPulse he's still skeptical a deal can be reached. On Biden campaign call, taking farm payments is socialism. Two farmers on a Biden campaign call suggested to reporters that farmers who are accepting government payments are essentially socialist. If you're a rural farmer taking money, you're a socialist, right? And people don't want to accept that at all, said Ohio producer Tina McMahon. But she added that farmers would prefer to rely exclusively on the market for their income. Minnesota Farmers Union President Gary Wirtz said later that the Trump administration's market facilitation program was definitely a socialist-type program. Another view, Minnesota Democrat Representative Angie Craig, who was also on the campaign call, said she understands farmers are frustrated, but says at the same time she wants many family farmers to survive as possible. At the end of the day, with the reckless trade war that the president and his administration has caused, we have to be supportive of our family farmers. So it's a real challenge, she said. USDA won't budge on organic animal standards. USDA has reaffirmed its decision not to implement new animal welfare standards for organic farms, despite multiple flaws made in the department's analysis of an Obama-era rule. The Agricultural Marketing Service says in a final decision published in today's Federal Register that two regulatory impact analysis on the organic livestock and poultry practices rule, including one prepared to justify its 2018 withdrawal, contained errors. Laura Bacta, the Organic Trade Association CEO and President, said, Organic standards should be allowed to advance and not be held back by blatant inaccuracies on the part of the USDA. Referring to the federal judge that ordered USDA to explain its analysis, Bacta said her group, quote, urges the court 
to move quickly and rule in its favor on its organic livestock welfare lawsuit. USDA sweetens whole farm coverage. The Risk Management Agency is tweaking the Whole Farm Revenue Insurance Program to make it more appealing to smaller-scale farmers who direct market their crops. Farmers can now report two or more direct-marketed commodities under a combined single commodity code with a combined expected revenue. The combined commodities will still count as two commodities in calculating the diversification premium discount. Ferd Hofner of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition likes the changes but says several more are needed. Among other things, his group wants RMA to eliminate expense reporting requirements and allow farmers to use Schedule F tax returns to establish their revenue history without additional documentation. USTR under pressure for Brazil ethanol deal. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer brought himself about three more months to reach an ethanol trade deal with Brazil. Now, members of Congress and industry leaders are pressuring him to get it done. Brazil's tariff rate quota for U.S. ethanol expired August 31st, and a temporary deal was struck last Friday to extend it by 90 days. The industry's goal is a deal that kills Brazil's 20% tariff. It's status quo for 90 days, and our attitude is that this gives our government officials 90 more days to hammer out a solution that works for both parties and that restores us, really, to a place of free trade between the two countries. That the word of Growth Energy CEO Emily Scorb yesterday. Iowa GOP Senator Johnny Ernst, who's in a tight re-election race, called the TRQ extension a good step by the administration. Now we just need a long-term solution to continue this market access. GAO to USDA. Learn lessons from food boxes. The Government Accountability Office says USDA should thoroughly evaluate the Farmers to Families Food Box program after its completion to identify what went well and what did not. An overall evaluation after the program concludes October 31st would give USDA better assurance it has identified successes and challenges which could inform future efforts to address similar situations. GAO, the investigative arm of Congress, said in a report released yesterday. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue has crisscrossed the country to promote the program with Ivanka Trump to often joining him on some events. She's been personally involved in the $4 billion program, which has delivered 90 million boxes delivered over three separate rounds. Critics say millions of dollars have gone to inexperienced contractors and that the regional distribution of contracts has been inequitable. Mexican avocado exports to rise along with U.S. consumption. The U.S. has a voracious appetite for avocados. Consumers just can't get enough guacamole, it seems. And that plays a big role in the new USDA forecast for another record year of Mexican avocado exports. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service estimates Mexico will export 1.02 million metric tons of avocados to the U.S. in the July to June 2020-21 marketing year a 6% increase at a new record high, topping 963,000-plus tons that Mexico set north in 2019-20.
Despite the COVID-19 pandemic and challenges to agricultural harvests and supply chains, avocado demand in the United States remains strong and is forecast to increase, according to the FAS. Here's today's She Said It. In my district, there are people getting sick. There are people continuing to lose their jobs. There are businesses that are shuddering. They need assistance. They need their government to function for them now more than ever. That represented Stephanie Murphy, a Florida Democrat, to reporters yesterday on the need for a new coronavirus relief package. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, September 17th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.